Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks, shortcuts, designed to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. I'm your host, David Ubita. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs starts right now. Hey, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm your host, David Ubita. Here, our next guest is a God first, family before business kind of guy. His name is Will Robbins, and he is the organic marketing director at Manscaped.com. He's considered a global SEO marketing and branding expert. He's also created several successful online media companies, such as Content How and Feedster.com. And we'll dive into his story when we return. Hey, David. Will Robbins, how are you? Very good, man. How are you doing? Man, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to hang out with us here at the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I know you're one busy guy, and um, one of the reasons why I wanted you to be on a guest here, first of all, the immense respect I have for you just as a man and the way you carry yourself, uh, but your passion and, and your authenticity when it comes to serving your clients and really serving the world is something that um, I admire. And wanted to let our listeners know about. So, you know, as we dive into this, what's going on, man? How have you been? Uh, what's Dude, this been, it's been awesome, man. Um, a lot, you know, it's it's about planting seeds. And when I sold Checkstand, which we, you know, we did some sales calls back in the day on, sure. you knew it was like a thriving business. And then all of a sudden it was just like, you know, that, I don't know if the Lord didn't have his hand there. It was just the timing of the market. It was, you know, I don't know what was going on, but it was a good time for me to exit. You know what I mean? Like, that's really what that resulted in. Yeah. And from that time, even before, a little bit before that, I was putting my hand to, uh, you know, some marketing programs with France, uh, Manscaped, kind of remodeling feature content, how my site uh, started to do more writing. And so all of that became... Uh, I now run the organic marketing for Manscaped, and, you know, they're owned by a bigger brand, so I I actually do more than that for a lot of the other brands that they're working on, Wiss.com. Very interesting play there. We can talk about that some. But Manscaped is killing it, dude. I mean, we're doing, I don't know, about a million a quarter now. Uh, Last year, we did like 1.5. This year, we're going to hit like probably 4 or 5. I mean, it's just growth. It's just managing growth, and it keeps a constant full inbox. So that's a lot of what I do. I'm on the organic marketing, some of the advertising, some of the brand placement content ad stuff on that thing, and managing that. The other thing, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm, we're, we run a publishing company for needless of a uh, 
uh, for lack of a better word, and for years I thought publishing companies fit us best, right? Uh, and so I called it publishing company, and I, I said that just almost to catch myself, but we're an online media company is a better term, but publishing is when somebody comes to you and you put their book out. If they have the book, you wrap a binder around it, say publish by, and now you're the distribution engine, and that fits us really well, um, except we have our own outlets to put it out on. So we're the distribution for people that are looking to write and get eyeballs on their content as well as we are that back engine that can help them either rank or get their content out to the world. And so all of that I mixed into just a really cool process where we're taking and stop me if you want me to talk about something else. I don't, I don't know what your readers are interested in, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, like first and foremost, I appreciate you telling me you know what's going on because I I'm not surprised put it that way, by the success of, of what you do, because you really are good at what you do. I mean, from writing from, you know, articles with Forbes.com and Content How, I mean, there's numerous articles, and you're, you're considered an expert in these fields, and so the, the whole objective of our show really is just to share some life hacks or shortcuts uh, for our entrepreneurs. Uh, the majority of our a listening base. Uh, yeah. We have a little over. Have, we have access to a little over eleven thousand every week. Nice, man. That's really good. And so what we're looking at doing is just providing these entrepreneurs some nuggets. Okay. Let me ask you. Let me ask. Yeah. Let me ask you a few questions. So, average person on the on the listener list. Mm-hmm. And this is what you should do too, by the way. If if you guys are listening out there, it's like, all right, how do you answer a question? Well. Most of the time, you answer a question by getting more information and really getting, getting narrow and deep. Correct. Right. And so, you're, the people listening, are they a million-dollar brand? Are they a startup entrepreneur? Or are they just all over the place? Yeah, there's a mixture. Uh, there's one, one of the things I appreciate about both of those particular uh, segments. Yeah. yeah, segments is number one, when you're starting out, you're hungry. Mm-hmm. You often find yourself with the Lone Ranger Syndrome. Yeah. But then when you are seeing some type of a success, what I've noticed is that the Lone Ranger Syndrome is eliminated because you recognize that the Lone Ranger episode or syndrome will never get you to that seven-figure place. Yeah. Yeah. The difference between 250 and 350 getting to that $5,000,000 mark is how well did you hire? Absolutely, man. How well did you partner? How well did you are? The other thing is solopreneurs, lone rangers, they want to they want to do a JV deal on everything. Whereas like five million dollar brand, here I'll pay you five k a month and give you a budget to do the thing that you do. Correct. Yeah, you know, I mean, like that's the difference where you're operating. And for a lot of you lone rangers, if you're good at something, go find that five million dollar brand. Be an awesome number two instead of a, a solo broke number one. That would be my best advice for a lot of it. And I, I'm not saying you don't have a thing. Like, do the thing you're doing now as a side hustle. Yeah. Go find the five million dollar brand, the, the two million dollar brand, the the middle lane. Be a, be an awesome number two or number three, and make a good living and make your your spouse happy. Have insurance. You know, like the things that. Everybody thinks entrepreneurship, man, is like is sexy. It's the old I'm gonna be a uh, NBA player. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
that, like, I'm going to tell you, I had to do it. I've done it before. Like, it's, I've done it a lot. And people that are like, it's really tough for me because entrepreneurship, um, I'm not, I, didn't even, I never considered myself, quote, unquote, an entrepreneur. I'm just a hustler, man. I grew up in South Arkansas, broke, uh, from a working class family that, I mean, I just learned to, you know, buy and sell stuff and just do whatever it took. I've always excelled at things, but I have no shame, you know. And so my advice there would be think about that. Like, take out the pride and ego there. Yeah. Right? Really set that over here to the side and then think about it, I guess would be the, the first thing. So second off, if you are, right, so if, if you're a solo guy, all the way to a $30 million brand, right? That should cover, if you're, if you're bigger than that, then you're probably, um, you know, like, I don't, I don't deal with anybody bigger than that, so I don't, I don't really know, but I think this would apply to you as well. Sure, sure. Uh, I see them doing it. So, <clears throat> what we're doing with our clients, an internal process that's, that's not even in beta yet, right? So the Manscaped of the world, Windows USA of the world, uh, Content House, Feaster, I've got a few different segments. Like, think of me now as a media company. Mm-hmm. Running a talk show, running a TV show, running a content. What we're doing is we're grabbing two hours to four hours of video a week, mm. sending it to a video editor. That video editor is taking that video and stripping out the audio, sending it to a writer for text uh, overlay, taking that video and chopping it up into 40 or 50 different micro pieces, GIFs, etc. That, that, just that four-hour video becomes my like, heavy, heavy dose of content. Like, somewhere between 40 to 140 different posts, clips, snippets, Twitter shares, YouTube videos, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So this that, that whole chain, like just chain of events creates just this abundance in content. And there's there's two reasons I'm doing it. I'm gonna get to that next. But that right there would be the process I would install for everybody here. The the last part I would do is I would put a community manager. That is the person that schedules those posts. And all they do their only job all day, every day, is to be in the audience. Mm-hmm. That person is the only person that has 100% access to you at all times. Here's why. When something's going a little viral and you need to kind of like tweet it, step in, talk about it, make your point, whatever, be funny, be engaging, whatever whatever you need to do, she or he is handing you the phone to do that. You want to look at her and know what it is, grab it, and actually do it real quick, hand it right back, you just keep moving. It's, it's a very interruption-based thing, social media. But timing is everything. So that five-minute window where you've got ten people that are actually looking at their phone, commenting on your video, having an exchange, you can't recreate that two hours from now. You better get dive in. So that's why your community manager is there. Now, she or he is steadily engaging. She's steadily giving away free T-shirts and shipping merchandise. And as celebrities are hungry, she's tweeting them a picture of a burger and saying, a burger on us, give me a call. Like trying to do things that are funny, that engage, that grow. But her main job is to kind of be there to kind of oversee and, and kind of lay everything out, make sure that now 
what that's going to do as well is that's going to bring back, because she's so in-depth, again, deep and narrow on your audience, you're going to start learning what you should be posting versus what you think you should be posting from her. She's the most important she, he, I say she just because mine is a she, the most important thing around your business mm-hmm. at that level. Mm-hmm. So that whole process, top to bottom, the best advice I can give anybody, and here's why. Voice is coming. Voice search. You know how, like, nobody texts back 20 years ago? Yeah, yeah. 15 years ago, I remember sitting at a uh, car audio place. My buddy sent me a text. I looked at my phone, and he said, hey, are you at Soundwaves? I looked at him and went, yeah, I am, but I don't know how to tell him that back. I got to call him. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know how to text. Now, I'm not old, guys. I'm 36. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is this was a new thing. So, 10 years ago, text. Today, my dad texted me poop emojis. He sent me something two, three years old. You know what I mean? Like, these are things that people do. So that that trend, so now if grandma's on Facebook, dad's texting poop emojis, they get an Amazon, a Google thing in their house. It's not long. It's, I don't know if, you, if you're a member of this, but Google right now every day is sending out a new way that you can talk to your phone all the way to your Google Home Assistant thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Voice commands are, are really hot. Oh, yeah, it's, it's where everything is heading. Um, let's talk here for a moment because one of the things that I've noticed, even in, in our own business, and one of the biggest epiphanies and commitments or decisions I made that's changed my business was to really engage and no longer try to do everything on my own. The solopreneur piece doesn't work. And here, here's a challenge that I run into with small business owners as well as the challenge I had myself before finally making that decision or making that move. And that was, well, I can't afford to hire XYZ people because it's going to cost too much money, etc. And my, my rebuttal is you can't, afford, you can't afford not to, to, to take this off of your shoulders and stay in your lane. And these days with the gig economy, you know, booming, similar to the voice command piece, what would you suggest to these solopreneurs who want to go to that next level but just can't wrap their heads around the fact that they need to find people who are rock stars in their respective, um, you know, endeavors yeah. or skill sets? Yeah. Um, it's, it's about a value exchange, and there's, there's a couple of things there. Number one is that if, if you're not able, if what you're doing right now is not producing, then why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a creator and you're like, I'm out putting, I'm putting a new track on SoundCloud every day. I'm putting a new t-shirt out every day. I'm putting a new post out every day. And that's where you're living. You're doing that stuff. So you grab it by the horns and you do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? But if that, if you're not, I mean, I don't know what you're, I'm saying the model matters. There's so much there that I'm, you know, solopreneur. Here's the people I'm talking to. You sit around, you're making like two grand to four grand a month off of whatever you're doing, selling so 
some side service. Most of the time, it's like they sell a service, right? Mm-hmm. So they're selling some side service. Oh, yes, <laughs> and they're just sitting there, and they're like, they're never going anywhere. There's never any money in the bank. There's no growth. There's no business model. There's no way to hire a new salesperson. There's not some new development. They're they're constantly having the, oh, this is going to be the one syndrome, and nothing happens. Like that that crowd is who I'm saying needs to like park it, yeah. take the pride and ego away, right. really look at it. Now, the pride and ego away is like, all right. Should I be somebody's number two or number three? Do I have skills? Because here's what, I published this on Feaster the other day, and it hit home. I was this person at one time. I did my resume, I felt like I was better than my resume. Mm. I mean, it was true. I'm out job shopping, and I'm better than my, that means you're not writing a great resume. Or it means that ego and pride has got you lifted and you got a big head and you need to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. I would somebody, One or the other. How would somebody do that, man? I mean, let's talk about that because there's men, you know, in many cases, ego drives us. Right? Well, really, as yeah. human beings, honestly. Oh, right. But as a if man. you're going to be a type, right? So if you're going to be the driver, the, the, the strong founder, right. you better have a lot of that. But, yeah, how does it, how does it serve you and help you, right? That's what right. you're asking. Yeah. I think all of us on this call, if you don't have somebody that you're pulling and somebody you're grabbing a hold of, then two or three peers, your solo is gone too solo. What I mean by that is you should be looking behind you and somebody, if you're at, if you're at step five, you're looking at step four and grabbing a hold of somebody and go come and like saying to them, hey, come on, I'm going to show you step four. Let's, show, let's go to step five together with you. I'm going to go to step six. Like, let's just keep taking step by step. Or even at step three, and I don't know what, you know, in terms of financially, mm-hmm. in terms of family, in terms of basketball, you know, like whatever, are, are you a coach? I mean, I don't know what you do, but you know what I mean when I say you started at step one, you're further down the road, look behind you and find someone that's not there yet and start mentoring them, right? At that same time, look in front of you, find someone you want to be like, you know, gravitate towards them. So that way you've got somebody pulling you, and you've got somebody you're pulling. At the same time, you need to go find whatever and get on and talk to, and this is so much easier nowadays. It's like unbelievable that we don't do this, but there's people that are at your peer level that you need to just hang out with and talk about business and talk about life and talk about family and talk about whatever. I'm in Arkansas, and I can do this. Anybody can do it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, that whole visual of being pulled and then also giving back and knowing, it's reciprocal, right? So it, yeah. it's almost like, you know, a body of water that stands still, it, 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 it's dormant. But if you're kind of like yeah. a river, you know what I mean? You're, you're coming right. from so, somewhere and heading somewhere. So let's really dive into that question, right? So we gave the whiff, we gave the subject. Here's why that works. Because if if you if you do that right for long enough, I think the reason your ego and your pride get in the way is you you put yourself off by itself and you're no longer listening to anybody that'll give you real advice. Or you separated and segregated yourself to the point that you have no one around you that'll give you a real look in the eyes and tell you 
what's going on. I've had that happen multiple times, man, where, you know, they'll say, no one's ever spoken to me that way. And I'll rebuttal and say, hey, listen, that's probably why you're stuck because people, first of all, are afraid to give you advice. Number two, uh, chances are you've already arrived and think that their advice is not useful when those of us who understand the purpose of feedback loops, you can get feedback from anywhere that could literally change your life, whether it be the janitor, whether it, it does not matter. It, yeah, it's I mean, always coming at us. Humility and, and just being a good guy, character, you don't lose that. The power, power is, is like addictive, contagious, disabling. It's great. It can also, yeah, exactly. It can also be disabling. Where now you you feel like you've made another step in life and you're no longer humble and fruitful and having conversations. I'm going to tell you, man, like, you can get behind a computer and do a bunch of stuff and lose touch with reality. Hmm. And make money. And, and You know what I mean? Like, it, I'm not saying you're not producing something. But I'm like, you can lose, like, having a conversation like this, listening to people, being around people, those are all good things. I mean, good is not the right word. Like, those are all necessary functions of life. You know what I mean? Now, sometimes you got to put your head down and smash it. So here's my other piece of advice. If you're not working 16 hours a day, you're complaining. I don't know, man. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what to tell you. And here's the thing, man. I, I remember there was a, there was a stint for three and a half hours, eighteen, I mean three and a half years, eighteen hour days, just grinding and grinding until things got to the place where I can actually hire and and bring on partners who are rock stars in their respective fields, whether it be you know web development or SEO or Facebook ads, whatever the case is, so that my clients get the best results, right? Because that's the name of the game, and I've stayed in my lane. Yeah. And what I what I've recognized, Matt, is that if you if you're not grinding, if if, if you're not, I follow the three G's: grind, grow, and give. Because like that. yeah, because as you're grinding, dude, you there by default you will grow into the person you need to be, so that you yeah. can eventually be in a place. Well, where kind you of, can all right, so back it out a level, right? So you're talking about grinding. You're sitting there and you're like, man, these Facebook ads aren't working, complaining. The grinder realizes it's not the Facebook ads. They're changing out pictures every... Like, people are like, you're obsessing over that. Yeah, yeah. And one day, you changed out 13 pictures and 12 videos. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but I figured out this. Now, tomorrow... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the grind. The grind is also... Now I've got, a, now I've got the Facebook ad working. I grinded that out. Yeah, it took me three hours to read online to figure out how to do that. I'm okay with that, too. Right? I'm going to grow. And how I'm going to grow is I'm going to realize the site sucks and nobody's landing there and doing what I want them to do. Now i got to sit there and guess what i got to go back to? Yep. Back to the grind. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it took me 141 Facebook attempts. And yeah, I remember, dude. We helped you. I was like, dude, it makes no sense. You know? <laughs> this, all right, so just, just for reference here. The guy helping David from my side of it, feels, I mean, we're doing, I don't know, some ungodly amount. Remember, David, he's doing, what, 4 or $5 million in ad spend? 
they're they're white, and then you you put them in there, and if you pull them out pretty quick, even though it's all the same stuff, they're not quite there yet. And the longer you leave them down in that stuff, whatever color you like, gets more of that color. It's emergent. And most CEOs, okay, so when I when I share this with people, they I get two reactions. Number one is say what, or the other one is I'm going to try that. And usually it's the CEO or the baller who, who, who wants to make a difference and grow that gets it. I know you'll understand this. Well, you know, the guy, the guy measuring everybody else by his paycheck, I'm not going to get in there. Man, who are you telling, bro? I, this is what I love about hanging out with like-minded people because conversations like this are not only refreshing, but they're powerful, and I can't wait for the audience to hear this one. So, you know, I coach CEOs, and I mm-hmm. what I do better than anyone else is help them within the you know within the the, the struggle between the two ears, mm-hmm. because that's the one that usually disables CEOs, men and women. Uh, more frequently than not. And our yeah. life, love, and business, you know, they're a reflection of how we're showing up. So to your point about emergence, the average American will read, statistically now, the average American will read one book a year, the average CEO will read four books a month, and if I'm coaching CEOs, I said to myself, four books a month is not enough. So... Right yeah, now, next level. You're gonna be late or something. Dude, I'm at two to three books a week thanks thanks yeah. to Audible.com. Right. So I am constantly immersing myself with things, uh, different topics. Like one of the books I'm reading right now, or listening to right now, is The School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. I highly recommend that book. But there's so many. Excuse me. There are so many books out there that are designed to just make you think differently. Let me let me put one back on you here. Yeah. Have you ever seen the executive book summary? I have not. I that in. I subscribe to that. So it sends you like one a day. It's a summary. And what I do is I listen to the summaries. And then the ones that I like, I pick off and go to Audible. Beautiful. Let me give you another one. You reading three, four books a week should document that on your site. Have a book of the week section where you just like you can literally take the picture of the notes that you're writing, whatever you want to do. That needs to be there Mm. so that a year from now, right, 365 days later, 52 weeks later, 200 plus books later. They see it. So that whenever they listen to this again, then, right? So they jump ahead a year. That CEO who thought about this call, this, this conversation, then they look back and they go, that's why everybody's beating me. Because they have a visual at that point, right? They have 200 books later. That's why everybody's beating me. Or that's why I haven't grown past this revenue standpoint or this employee level, or this founder, solopreneur level. Mm-hmm. Because that dude, double, he outworked me, he double inputted me, and he outgrinded me. And while doing that, he gave more of himself than I ever thought about giving. I get it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, a visual representation of that, man, it's tough. You just triggered another thought, too. 
And I'm like, look, it's not about outworking necessarily, for example, the Facebook ad piece um, that took me 141 tries. What I learned to outwork people at is gathering and accessing information. Oh, 100%. It is the information that's going to reduce the amount of time of you digging ditches in the backyard. Once you get that one nugget, once you get that one tip, that one strategy, it, it, that's all it takes is that one strategy that will go ahead and take you to that next level and you don't ever have to look back. No, 100%. And you remember what I said at the beginning of this conversation, like what one process would I put everybody into? Mm-hmm. Remember what I said, four hours of documentation a week? Yep, yep. You do that weekly, all they have to do is record and the CEO, if they're going to be the face of the company, if they record the phone call, video, version of the call with you, or the in-person meeting with you, and a couple of others, and then they have somebody, look, you can pay researchers to find topics. <laughs> it's easy. Right. Go to this thing that's called YouTube. <laughs> and go to this thing called Quora. Right? Yeah, and yeah. use this thing called Google to find those things. Take that and turn around to the camera. Now, back to your G's, you're not asking, right? You're giving. So give what you know. Act like you're talking to that guy behind you. Yeah. Because the guy in front of you will see that and know who you're talking to. Yeah. He'll also recognize it. It's like game recognize game. You know what I mean? Like I know you're a little hood like me. You understand it. Mm-hmm. Game re- like when you're playing basketball, when you're playing a sport, game recognize game. Walking down the street, I see another athlete, it's a head tip. I know, bro. You know, like it's weird. By doing that documentation, by doing that two hours or four hours, yeah, you may not have the people strip the audio and the video and all that out just quite yet. But you can ride it out and do some of it if you're a solopreneur. Or if you're the CEO at that level, here's the reason I'm saying all of that. Like we talked about voice search, we talked about the future, we talked about some of that. Here's what it does, though. Exactly what you're saying is what it does. And what I mean by that is, if you're living in it, you 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 see it that much, you have to listen to yourself. You have to face yourself. You have to read the comments. And there's going to be bashers, just keep moving. Yeah, for sure. And it's going to hate, right? But within all that, you'll start understanding by listening to yourself, you'll start understanding the shortcomings within your own game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Golfer, here's, here's, the, here's the difference. We all, we all want to analyze business next to sports. Yet we don't understand what the sports guy is doing to get there. He hires a trainer. He's got a mental guy. He's got his diet on point. Videos everything and breaks it down. Yes, game film. Game film. Treat that four hours of documentation like a game film. The game's not tight. Work on it this week so the next week is better. Well, Robin, thank you so much for your time, man. I, this has been. Uh, Let's do it again sometime, yeah, dude. Even if, we, uh, even if we're not recorded, this is awesome. Yeah, man, dude, it's always a pleasure. Hey guys, when we return, this week's coaching tip to help you take the next step in your business.
Thank you for listening to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast with your host, nationally featured author, speaker, and online marketing strategist, David Ubeda. We'd love to hear from you. Visit our Facebook page right now and tell us about your favorite episode at Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs. And make sure to share this episode with someone else. This would also inspire. Until next time, continue to grind, grow, and give.